Hey, Dr. Mike here. What does self-care mean to you? And you might be interested in knowing that there's actually a self-care 2.0. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, and I am here with the wonderful, amazing Dr. Crystal Gossard. Hello. Um, so today, uh, self-care uh, 2.0 and what that really means for us, Dr. Gossard, we actually did a whole live on this, right? Um, I get, when was that? Is that, that, a, was that uh, the, the beginning of September? The beginning of September, the first Wednesday in September. Yeah, so if you want to, if you want to see really the, the details of it, I mean, our live shows – uh, we go live every Wednesday at three o'clock. Um, I guess I should say most Wednesdays at three o'clock. We do. We have missed a couple here and there, but we're busy people. But in general, every Wednesday at three, we go live. And the first Wednesday of every month is the big show, right? It's the big production. And so we talked about what we call self-care 2.0 uh, for a good 45 minutes or so. So you can check that out at lifeextension.com's Facebook page. You just have to scroll down and find it. You know how Facebook works. But I, you know, Dr. Uh, Crystal, I started off this conversation asking or teasing, you know, what, what does self-care mean to you? And I'd like to kind of start there with you. Like what, when you hear that, when you hear self-care, like what comes to your mind? Well, for me, it, it, I feel like it's not feeling guilty, taking away the guilt to do something that is going to, to make you a better person. Oh, I like that. It's so, okay. So, but what, like for you personally, what, what would you tend to do then to, to practice that? Like what, how would you do that on a, on a daily basis or a weekly basis? Well, you know, I take naps when I'm sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I, and you yeah. don't feel guilty about it. And I don't feel guilty. Of course it's, uh, it's exercising. Um, and it's, prayer. Oh, yeah, that's important for me prayer too and I know some people it might be meditation or whatever but that's the key, right? Yes. Yeah. It certainly it it helps to um to just kind of recenter my mind and and my body and my thoughts. Yeah, that's really good. Self-care. And I you know, I and I think, you know, so when we asked this question uh, during the live event, some people did write in and, you know, it, it, it can mean a lot of different things to different people. I like the way you prefaced, prefaced what you said about just ultimately whatever it is, you don't feel guilty about that, that we recognize taking some time for yourself, whether that be gardening, you know, I like to play golf or swimming with my dog, you know, whatever that is, you know, you put the phone away, you put the digital stuff away and you have that moment. And it, so it could be all kinds of things. It could be travel, what, what have you, but what I really wanted to get into was what we're calling self-care 2.0. And my the best way I can describe what I mean by that is, you know, at Life Extension, we are ultimately we like to solve problems. We like to really look deep into things. Right, Dr. Gosser? We like we, we, we like to look at the underlying process or problem, whatever that is. And we have discovered that there's three pillars of your body, three pillars of your metabolism, of your, of your, you know, physiology that really kind of form a foundation ultimately of self-care. And that's your immune system. That is how you handle stress. And that is how well you are sleeping. So Dr. Gosser, let's start with that first pillar 
about the immune system. I mean, obviously at some level, I, th- I most people get it, right? You got you want a strong immune system. I, I, I think most people understand that. Right. But but why are we including that in, in, in self-care? Well, you see that, um, you know, the immune system is what's protecting us from our environment. And sometimes it's protecting us from ourselves. <laughs> and, um, and so when you think about when you think about what happens to the immune system as you know as we are exposed to to things in our environment or just as we age then then you find that it it all kind of comes back it it all comes full circle to to being able to to live healthy lives long lives and to be well enough to help others um, yeah so I think I think that, well, yeah well said. Well said. And I, I also like what you, you know, you know, see the immune system is our is our protection from the outside, but also from the inside. You, you said that right. It's not just it's not just bacteria and viruses. You know, things, you know, our cells can become cancerous. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 um, you know, we've talked about the senescent cells, those old cells that build up. I mean, there's so the, the immune system also helps us, you know, from like, as you said, to protect us from our ourselves. And I think that was actually poignant and a good point. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you know Im- the immune system is really. I mean, if 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 you don't have a strong immune system, you can't expect to to live a very long, foreverish life, right? I mean, you you have to have strong immunity as as you age, and we know for the average person, immune immune function declines, right? We don't have as many um, new immune cells. We got a lot of these old memory cells hanging around that cause problems. We have less of the signaling molecules called cytokines being produced. And it makes it hard to, to, you know, have a robust immune system when that's happening, when we age. So things that we do to, you know, eating better exercise, some of the key vitamins like vitamin D, vitamin C, the, the minerals like zinc, selenium, and those kind of things on a daily basis can play a really big role in self-care 2.0 when it comes to the pillar of immune health. Now, springboarding off that, we can move into stress, right? You know, again, I think most people get that, that managing stress is important. But how does this relate to self-care 2.0? Well, we do see that um, that whenever we are dealing with chronic stress, and, you know, the body is well adapted to manage acute stress, that, you know, fight or flight response that that's designed to kind of keep us out of immediate or help us to manage immediate danger. Um, but this long-term stress that we deal with from you know, worrying about financial issues, work problems, even, you know, relationship concerns, all of that can have a negative effect on our immune system, which mm-hmm. we are talked about. It can have a negative effect on on our um, metabolic health. So, you know, glucose, weight management, heart disease, all of that kind of can link into having an underlying, um, you know, kind of it can start with stress. Yeah. Yeah. And, And and then and then you mentioned, you know, that the fact that stress can affect immunity. But that third pillar that we're going to talk about next sleep. Right. So yeah. it's interesting that what, you know, when you put all this together, you know, these three pillars of self-care 2.0, one of the reasons we chose these three is because they're interconnected, right? They yeah. one influences the other two, right? So if you're stressed, 
you're not sleeping well, that knocks out your immune system, right? If your right. immune system is low and you keep getting infections, that makes sleep harder. It makes your body stressed out. So there's there's this interconnection uh, between between these pillars. So whatever you have to do to manage stress, I'm like, well, let me ask you, Doctor Crystal. I mean, you again, you know, you're a a, a wife, a mother. Um, you have two young, active kids. You have an active career. Tell, tell us a little bit about what you do to manage stress. Well, one, I, I look at my diet and things that cause stress. For example, caffeine. I have recently, I've had to back way off of caffeine because I'm finding that it's making me a little bit jittery, a little bit anxious. And, you know, I don't know, my body's just not, you know, metabolizing it. You're getting and older, Dr. Crystal. Maybe that's it. <laughs> But, you know, you kind of have to look at look at things in your life that could be triggers for stress. Um, so, yes, I, I look at my diet, exercise, um, my naps. I go back to my naps, I have to tell you. And they, they're not long naps. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a cat napper. Yeah. Um, You've said that before, right? Like, what, yeah. 15 minutes or so or whatever that minutes or so. I'm, I just and sometimes I just. It's just kind of getting away, putting my head on a pillow for a few minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's good. Um, so the yeah. can help as well. And yeah, you know, so I, I practice positive thinking. I I actively and this is and that's something with, with the stress 2.0 is in self-care, it's intentional. It's deliberate. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And it's, it's something that you oftentimes have to practice. So yeah. it's you know, I, I practice how yeah. to replace negative thoughts with positive ones. Yeah, I I think that's there's a lot there that you said. And I think that's all, you know, um, fantastic. And I like that idea. You know, it's it does seem weird as humans. It's almost like we're made and designed to maybe to be more stuck in the negative thoughts and stuff like that. So it it, uh -huh. it it's easier for us to go down those roads, right? Those negative roads. And it takes a little more effort to say no to that and, and think of something positive. I know um, an old psychiatry friend of mine years ago used to tell her patients that, you know, the minute you have one negative thought, you have to immediately come up with two positive thoughts. Oh, and, I and like yeah. And what she taught, you know, what she taught is often that negative thought is not even a true thing. It's often, in a sense, kind of a lie that you're telling yourself. So sometimes if you just stop, recognize the lie and then say two things that are true about your life that are good. I love that because yeah. it's the lies that we allow to manifest stress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, I think, I think that's great. Now you mentioned your diet. I think that's uh, uh, very key, you know, and, and, and I know you're not just saying that because you're a doctor of clinical nutrition, right? I, mean, I know, I know that that you actually do, you know, believe in all that. And I, and I do too. I I've told you this before that I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when it comes to just being healthier and living again, those a longer vibrant life, you know, I think, you know, if number one thing is you got to look at, what food you're eating, right? What, what fuel you're, you're putting in, into your system. Is it good nutritious calories versus just empty stuff? Right. And I think that's, yeah. that's key. I, I wanted to ask you, have you finally broke the habit of eating your kids red meat, like their sausage off of breakfast sandwiches? We're working on it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to bring that up for at least the next one of those things where I, I can't stress about <laughs> 
not having it. You know, if, if I'm to the point where I'm like, it's stressing me out, looking at throwing the sausage away because they're not going to eat it and I don't yeah. want to taste it every once in a while. Yes, I will. <laughs> Alan it. You know what? Enjoy it. I'm just teasing with you. Uh, and so, and, and then in the live, again, if you go to lifeextension.com, the, the, our Facebook page, uh, you can find the, this live show. And we go into more of the nutrients, you know, even a hormone called DHEA, huh? uh, the adaptogenic herbs. So there's, we go into a lot more of the supplement side of it as well, but you definitely got to manage stress, which will have an impact on immunity. And then the third pillar, which is sleep, right? This is I mean, what I don't remember the exact stat, uh, Dr. Crystal, but the CDC, what was it like a third of Americans don't get even seven hours of sleep a night? Was that is that about right? That's exactly it, Dr. Mike. Wow. Yeah, that I actually remembered a stat. That's awesome. <laughs> that's no, I, and, and I, it, I, that's amazing to me. So that means that, you know, and again, I, and I think, I think what the CDC, if we really look at it, what they were saying is a third of Americans consistently don't get that. But I think if you just look at, you know, a larger population and say, you know, how many people just every once in a while don't get a good night's sleep every once in a while don't get a, you're probably talking about two thirds, maybe even more, right. Oh, of these occasional, um, you know, episodes of not sleeping well. And I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if you don't sleep well, I mean, why don't you tell us, Dr. Crystal, what are some of the consequences? Well, stress. <laughs> we talk <laughs> it goes back to that pillar. Immune. I mean, everything you can imagine, because we do know that that these sleep sleep is very restorative. You know, some people think whenever you are sleeping that your brain is is just turned off, but that's the time that your brain is consolidating memories. That is the time that it's clearing out some of those amyloid plaques. You know, ah, yeah. the immune cells kind of ramp up at night whenever you're sleeping. So, you know, it, it can have um, a very devastating impact on health when you're not sleeping and right. a very restorative impact when you are. Yeah. yeah. So, so do what you got. I mean, we, we've talked about, I think we've done a couple of um, podcasts on sleep before. And I think, I think what's appropriate for this conversation since it's self-care 2.0 is, you know, you know, let's just discuss some of the sleep hygiene, right. That, that, that's important. Um, I know, I mean, I'll start off and you know what I'm going to say. Number one, two hours before you go to bed, you got to turn off the digital stuff, right? Oh yes. But well, I mean, we are, you know, the blue light blocks the production of melatonin which is needed for sleep. Yeah. And then, and then I saw, I, I, I'm going to try to get this right. I saw or read a study that showed even just, you know, looking at your email late at night can be as stimulating as a cup of coffee, es especially if the email is, you know, from someone you're struggling with and they said something that's not nice. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, well, I, or sometimes most people go to sleep on their phones on social media. Yeah, I think that is the worst thing to do because one, you get sucked in, and then before you know it, two hours later. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I like to watch those funny videos of people being pranked and being scared and stuff. You can find them on YouTube. I don't know, there are all kinds of different sites pull them out. And something I find interesting those videos where they scare people, and 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 most of them are sleeping. And I I noticed that a vast in a vast majority of those videos, the people were asleep and they had like their cell phone on their chest or their stomach or in their hand. Gosh, 
I don't even want to think about, I mean, I keep my cell phone in the other room at night. And a part of that is because I don't want the radiation exposure. <laughs> Wait, that's a whole other show. Hold on. That's no, we're not going to go down that line. <laughs> we're not going to go there. Maybe another show. Maybe but- we could talk about all of that radiation, EMFs, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. And, and I think that's a great topic. But yeah, so bringing it back, though, you know, so no digital stuff. Um, uh, going to bed at the same time every day, even on the weekends. Right. right? You do the routine. The body yeah. needs to know you. And, and sometimes it's the routine is the same time, but maybe the same activities. So you kind of, you program the body. Okay. At night I will, when I brush my teeth and wash my face, you know, my body knows this is your, your, time. Yeah, your body, your body's habitual, right? It's used to yeah. that, right? It's almost like a ritual exactly. of going to sleep. Yeah. And then, and then, and then um, keep, keep the room cold. Yes. Um, although if you want one thing of warmth, some people say you should put socks on your feet. Yes. I, that's uncomfortable to me. I wouldn't do that. But that's what some of the experts say. Um, uh, and then the other thing is, I'll just throw this one out there, especially if you're having trouble falling asleep. Uh, try not to stare at the clock. That's the worst right. thing ever. Yeah, yeah. The minute you start doing that, you're that's it. You're down a spiral right now. So you set your alarm and turn that turn the clock around so you can't see what time it is. That might help. And if you are having a hard time sleeping, get up and do something. Read a book. Yes. Vacuum. Do the dishes you didn't do. I don't know. Whatever. Or right out of if if you if you're having trouble sleeping because of you're thinking about all the things that need to be accomplished, get them out of your head. Get them on paper. <laughs> Oh yeah, listing, right? Yes. Yeah, there's that whole theory that when you when you when you're running through all the things you got to do and actually writing them down in a list. And I and I actually it drives me crazy that maybe just maybe my dad was right. My <laughs> my dad was a huge list guy. Every I mean every day he had his little list there and oh my god. So I think that's why I'm a little anti-list, but I kind of get it, right? That that taking all the jumbledness up in your head and putting it down into an ordered list and maybe even prioritize it. Here's the things I yes. want to do. For you. That can be very helpful to, and it feels like you accomplished something. Absolutely. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. So that's self-care 2.0. Um, you know, why don't you, you know, listening to this podcast, let us know what self-care means to you. You can also go over to the Facebook page at life extension, watch that live show and let us know there as well. We always monitor our page and we respond really quickly. So self-care 2.0, immunity, stress, and sleep, they are interconnected. They kind of form the foundation of self-care. And I said this before and I'll say it again. And Dr. Crystal, when we did the live, agreed with me, and she rarely does that, that these these three pillars, you know, they form a foundation where when you do all these other self-care things, like whatever that is, golf, napping, whatever, they can actually have more of an impact, I believe. Yes. They can. So, You'll enjoy them if you're not sleepy and stressed yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and then if you're napping and you're stressed out, you might wake up cranky. I don't know, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever's going on. So check that live show out. Um, again, if you go to liveforeverish.com, we got a ton more podcasts for you to listen to. And uh, when you go there, listen, please like, share, comment, and subscribe so you never miss a show. That's at liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.